Hey, welcome to Truth Unbound, and I am Walter Swaim. And here at Truth Unbound, we seek to discover God's answers from His Word to the dilemmas and difficult questions in the culture, in the Christian faith, and daily life, and how God wants the believer to respond to it all. Now, lately, have you seen the commercials and ads in social media and TV where it says, He gets us? Several bigger Protestant and non-denominational groups are endorsing it and planning to connect to it. But is the Jesus they are presenting the real Jesus? Well, Truth Unbound has concerns, and we'll give our observations from a biblical perspective. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, thanks again. I'm I'm so glad that you join us on a regular basis here at Truth Unbound, and I'm so happy with that. And if you want to hear more as soon as it comes out and also have others hear more about how God's Word relates to their daily life and the issues and dilemmas that they face, uh, then would you do this? Would you click on like, click on all notifications, and then if you're listening only to the audio version, you can click on following this podcast and you can subscribe to it, as well as share the podcast with everyone you can today. All right? Well, thanks again. Let's get right to it. So He Gets Us is a $100 million ad campaign that is financed by a group called The Signatory, also called The Servant Foundation, which is based in Kansas. And their stated work from their website is this, quote, we empower donors, advisors, and nonprofits to maximize resources to fulfill their roles in expanding the kingdom, end quote. Now, He Gets Us has already garnered millions of views since it kicked off in March. Now, who is the group that is funding this? Well, the Servant Foundation, Incorporated, is an endowment fund that is controlled by Church of the Servants Elected Foundation Board. And it is managed by the Oklahoma United Methodist Foundation, whose stated goal is this, and I quote, We are dedicated to empowering you to invest your resources to do longstanding good in the world, end quote. Now, of course, big EVA leaders such as Ed Stetzer, Life Church, uh, the PCA or Presbyterian Church in America, and some in the Southern Baptist Convention, though not the convention itself, are seeking to get involved in what we'll call now HGU, he gets us, HGU, and they're promoting it hard to other church and denominational leaders to uh, join, get on the bandwagon, and get a, be a part of it. Now, the North American board of the SBC was invited by HGU to get involved, but due to the heavy pushback, they issued a statement that they will not be getting involved with it. Hmm, I wonder why they would do that. So he gets us, and again, we'll just call it HGU to abbreviate it uh, for our purposes here in the podcast. Okay, so HGU says what they're about. Here are some of the statements they make, and these are from their website, and you can see the pictures here. He gets us is a movement to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness. We believe his words, example, and life have relevance in our lives today and offer hope for a better future. This all started with a diverse group of people passionate about the authentic Jesus of the Bible, end quote. 
Now, Jason Vanderground, president of Haven, a creative hub based in Michigan that is working with the signatory on the project, said this, and I quote, The campaign is not about recruiting or converting, but rather to raise the respect and personal relevancy of Jesus, end quote. Hmm, something something doesn't ring right about that statement. But let's keep moving on, and we'll come back to that thought later on. Now, HGU also states this on their website, quote, Though we believe he was, he was what Christians call fully God and fully man, that may not be what you believe. We're simply inviting you to explore with us at He Gets Us how might things be different if more people followed his example, end quote. Respect, relevancy, his example, it, it, it sounds right, yet there's something off there. I wonder what it is. So here's a, a couple clips from He Gets Us. Now, this first one is Bill McKendry, founder and chief creative officer of Haven, uh, that's involved in the making of HGU, as we stated before. So let's, let's take a look and listen here. And we found out that there's a wide swath of people in the United States that think they know a lot about Jesus, but when you start scratching the surface, they really don't know that much about Jesus, about what he stood for, who he stood for, what he stood against, and, and the love of Jesus, right? Because so you, you talked about this in, in, the, in the opening. How is the church being characterized and, and today? And, and it's a lot about what we're against and not what we're for. And as a result, you know, we learned in the research that when we, dis, when we started to discuss with people what Jesus really stood for and what he really taught, that over 50% of skeptics, people that we classified as skeptics who just are distant from the church, don't believe in Jesus, but still believe in a higher power. Over 50% of those people said after we revealed very little about Jesus, they said, I didn't know that, and I'm interested in learning more. Even cultural Christians, people who were raised in the church, who believe that they know everything about Jesus and everything about the Bible, but they, they don't practice their faith really regularly and haven't accepted Jesus' divinity, 85% of those people, based on the things that we exposed to them about Jesus and his love and what he really taught, said, I'm interested in learning more. And so that's what we've done with this campaign is we've created a campaign that shows people what Jesus's love feels like and looks like. We all know that there's, there's one way to God, but there's thousands of ways to Jesus, right? And that's why we're creating so many different stories because so many different journeys out there uh, that all can be redeemed and led to Christ. What we really need to do, so this, this, while we're trying to raise the respect and relevancy of people who don't know Christ, we're also trying to call up Christians to say, let's reflect and respond Christ's love better, right? And in order to do that, you, you can actually work with some of the research and insights that, we've, that we got in this campaign and understand how to talk to people today in a contemporary media-saturated world, how to talk to people about Christ that's relevant to them and engaging to them. Right? We're not saying twist the gospel. We're not saying change the gospel. We're just saying, just like Jesus, modify your approach to the person and their condition, show them love, and bring them to Christ that way. So we can see the heart they have behind it based on what McKendry says, and it's well-intentioned. Um, but there's some concerns here. 
I know in my lifetime and almost 40 years of ministry, I've seen many multi and non-denominational evangelistic campaigns come around and come and go. And some were really good bringing people to salvation in Jesus and some not so good actually pushing people away from Jesus. And I believe when compared to scripture, he gets us, isn't, well, maybe not quite getting it. And here's why. So the first thing we notice is Jesus is promoted as being a good man and fantastic example, but little to nothing is said about his divinity, about being God. Now I get it. No, no pun intended. Okay. It's created by a marketing group that knows what they're doing. They're trying not to throw the whole tamale at you all at once, but trying to give you just a taste. So you're wanting to hear and know more. Now this is an age old technique and it's not evil in any way or shape or form. It's as even HGU says, it's a conversation starter. They're wanting to introduce people to the likableness of Jesus and then introduce the rest of him and his message as the hearer wants to dig deeper. And if you join on chat, online chat with them, they'll even connect you to a local church or ministry. But I wonder if they're sending people to truly biblically based ones, ones that are vetted biblically. I don't know. But anyway, back to the main point. One thing they also state is this, and I quote, ultimately, we want people to know his teachings and how he lived while here on earth. And this will be a starting point to understanding him and his message, end quote. And then they say this, we simply want everyone to understand the authentic Jesus as he's depicted, depicted in the Bible, the Jesus of radical forgiveness, compassion, and love, end quote. They talk about the lonely Jesus, the stressed Jesus, the pressured Jesus, the crying Jesus, uh, the Jesus that is inviting everyone to the love. To the love, but one problem with being so very top-heavy in this strategy is the ones who are desiring to present Jesus supposedly as he's described in the Bible as he was two thousand years ago are not presenting the real first impression Jesus we actually see in the Bible as he really was 2,000 years ago. It's ironic because they're actually presenting a Jesus made in the image of modern Western social trends and language. Now, again, I know they're trying to make him relevant, and to do so, you use today's language. I, I use much the same even in my sermons and my talks and even in this podcast. But when it comes to this, the depiction they're making of Jesus is not quite in the context as it was. Yes, Jesus was kind, compassionate, and all kinds of people wanted to hang out with him. Yet he also is the Jesus who stated often directly at first contact with people that he was God, and he taught and preached heavy with heavy and shocking words. Like in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And other verses like Luke 12, 49 and 51, where he says, I came to send fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division. You see, if you show the kind and loving Jesus, the good teacher and example, without also presenting his divinity, that he is fully God, you are only revealing half of the Jesus that he revealed of himself to people many times at first meeting with them. 
It's like apologist Natasha Crane said in her blog reaction to He Gets Us. But if that's all Jesus is, a good example, don't spend millions on a campaign to tell people about him. We can find good human examples all over the place. Jesus is a good example, the ultimate example. But most importantly, he's the son of God. That's why his example matters, end quote. On the issue of strategy, this came to my mind as well. In this day and age, it's been revealed time and time again that both millennials and especially Gen Z value authenticity over everything else. And so to hold back part of the full message of Jesus, even at first when he met with people in public, it can appear to be a bait and switch, which could be a major turnoff to the younger generations especially. In trying so hard to make Jesus relevant, which by the way is not a new strategy in modern times, you can make him also uncompelling. Again, I get it. They state they believe he is fully God and man, and this is just an introduction, but we must be careful not to introduce just the Jesus we want or think people want, but to present the Jesus as the fully God-man who is. The second major concern that we found in this is where's the gospel? Where is sin and the cross and the empty tomb? I found as I read through their materials and watched their videos that one major central message, the central message of God to man, what this is all about, the gospel, is entirely missing. I even did a search on their search tool on their website and typed in words such as sin, cross, resurrection, tomb, and there were either no results or the results yielded terms that were not really relevant or had those exact words in them. I did the same search in their seven-day devotional uh, on uh, the YouVersion app and read each one, and no mention of the gospel and how to be saved could be found. Now, what they do do a great job of is making Jesus inspiring and attractive. But you can do the same, and it has already been done, with Buddha, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, and any other prominent historical religious figures. This is what Natasha Crane was referring to. But again, this doesn't lift up Jesus' uniqueness and divinity and otherness, but maybe makes him too much like us, instead of the fully God and fully human he actually was. And one other, or the last major concern we'll bring up here, is there is a very strong hint of having a modern woke or critical race theory type theology throughout their content and their approach. Now, they don't come out and say it directly, but there are watchwords of the neo-social justice woke movement, if you will, that do show up in some of their terminology, words such as oppression and being judged, etc., and is seen in the hashtags they provide, such as hashtag activist, justice, real life. Throughout their presentations, it has the whole tilt of that oppressor-oppressed worldview, which is a page from the center of the Social Justice Critical Race Theory Manual. So they paint Jesus with a modern progressive CRT wide brush, saying this is who Jesus really is, and you got to love him. That is a major red flag to be very, very cautious about uh, with this campaign and its theology. The integration of CRT, critical race theory, 
across the evangelical spectrum has watered down and diverted energy and purpose from the real gospel message Jesus gave us to proclaim. In fact, I searched for a clear statement of faith on their website, and even that is non-existent. One of their statements on their website does say this, quote, Be assured, though, that we're not left or right or a political organization of any kind. We're also not affiliated with any particular church or denomination. We simply want everyone to understand the authentic Jesus as he's depicted in the Bible, the Jesus of radical forgiveness, compassion, and love, end quote. Now, usually when someone says we're not left or right or unaffiliated religiously, they actually usually are in some way or another. No one can do anything without a certain bias or set of beliefs. I understand that they're trying to distance themselves from any specific endorsement or connections to or with uh, any organization, and that's all good and fine. But in the end, you cannot not have yourself a certain set of beliefs or worldview from which you are coming from. Otherwise, you wouldn't spend the time, the energy, the money, and passion to do something this big. Everyone comes to the table with, in every discussion with some type of worldview, and it's fine to just come out and say it and not hide it. Now, you can do it tastefully and not abruptly and, and not do it in a winsome way, but you can state it. One example of their use of a modern progressive redefining of terms and then make it sound biblical is shown in one of their statements on their merchandise, for instance, that says Jesus was a refugee. Well, actually, no, he wasn't. Not in the modern social justice and immigration definition of that term. You see, his parents took him where God sent them, usually in a dream or a vision to Mary and or Joseph. Secondly, they were mainly traveling always within the Roman Empire's borders, with the exception of fleeing to Egypt. And again, they were told to go there. Third, they weren't fleeing due to political and economic reasons. It was due once again to God's intervention and direction. So this shows us that an ideology is, is read into the life of Jesus and not Jesus as described accurately from the words of the Bible, as they say they are attempting to do. And that in and of itself is a huge red flag. Now, in the end, I truly understand. He gets us, the cam campaign he gets us, wants to try to refresh Jesus for the world to see and to know and f know that he's relevant to them in their daily life and their needs after so many years really centuries of massive misrepresentation of Jesus by those who profess themselves to be Christians. And this is a massive, even well-intentioned effort to do so. I don't question their motives at all. But in the way they're doing it, it looks like they may be hurting the cause in the end instead of helping it. Now, what has been done successfully by many throughout the last 2,000 years as well is presenting the Jesus who is, who was, human, and also the Son of God, God himself, who came, died for your sin and mine, and rose from the dead so that you and I could live forever with him in his forever kingdom by repenting of our sin and putting our faith in him. In the end, he gets us, may not be quite getting it. Now, I've seen people try to make some very embellished and stumbling efforts over the years to proclaim Jesus, and it doesn't go very well, and yet God still will bring people to himself through it in spite of it. Well, that's just God. 
That's his sovereignty and evidence of God the Holy Spirit's holy and mighty work in people's hearts when we often stumble and fail. Jesus said this in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. John 12, 32 says, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Do you know and believe in this Jesus? You can today by admitting, God, I am a sinner, and telling him so. God, I am a sinner, and I have no hope without you. I know that you you died for me and rose again for me, and that you are God. Forgive me of my sins, save me, and come into my life and take control. I'm yours. I hope you do that. In your words, you just take your time alone with God, and you're convicted about it, then that's the gospel message, is to know that he died for you and rose again, and for you to believe and follow him. And believer, be careful of those who teach about a Jesus who is not the one revealed in scriptures, and sharing just part of who he is, is the same as not sharing any of him accurately at all. Just steer clear of it is the best advice, and just share Jesus and his good news with everyone as plainly as it has been was given to you in God's word, and by the person who shared the gospel with you for the first time. Well, I hope that this, this has been a help to you and that you're able to help others with it as well by clicking like, clicking to follow the podcast, Truth Unbound, subscribe, comment, and then share this episode and others of our podcast with all those you can. Share that link with them today. Well, as we always say, follow Jesus, and you'll always follow the truth.